Hey, it's Mackenzie. And this is Shaylin. And this is the Mill Spouse Brief. Do, 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 do. <laughs> How are you doing, Shay? I am doing so good. How are you doing? Good. I feel like we got a lot of good feedback from our first podcast. We did. And I just want to shout out to our listeners and say thank you so much. We had such an outpouring of love and support, and it was just heartwarming to, like, know that so many people care and listened and it was yeah, awesome. It was. I know. I think I speak for both of us when we were a little bit nervous to put ourselves out there for sure. and start this journey, but everyone has been so supportive and it has been amazing. Especially since like we brainstormed this idea on like the thirty first and then all of a sudden it happened. We like, made it happen, yeah. yeah. So how's your week been? It has been short because yes. we had Monday off and the guys were home. But it was really nice. It was. It's always nice to have a long weekend. That's one thing about the military, and I constantly remind Austin, you get so many days off. Like yes. you might work long hours, but so many paid days off. That's what I told Paige <laughs> when we like made our list about re-enlisting or not re-enlisting and all those kinds of things like that. That they get the 30 days of like paid leave yeah. a year. But if you maximize your days of your 72s or 96s, which are just the hours, so like four days or three days off. You end up getting 72 days a year. That's insane. Plus the third. Like, so I think it's like, what, 42 plus 30. Yeah, yeah, so it's everything combined. And so that's my biggest thing with Kate. When we take leave during holidays, it makes me mad because you don't get your 72 days and 96s. And so I'm always like, let's try and take leave when we don't have a holiday to, like, back up so that you can use your days to the full maximum. But that's what I tell Kate all the time. I'm like, you will not get (laughs) 72 days anywhere else unless it's like on your like no other corporate job or other jobs is going to give you that many days yes yeah it's usually like seven especially when you're when when you start start, they're like oh you have to do three months before you even get started accruing yeah yeah i know what'd you do this week so i have been interviewing for a new job how did that go went really really well i actually have another interview oh my gosh really on friday um, which is insane. There's been a lot, but I know that they're really picky and yeah. looking for the exact right person, which sure. I love because I want to make sure I'm also that right person. Yeah. So it's been great. Shout out to stay at home moms because I'm going kind of insane <laughs> being a stay at home mom. I am losing my cool a lot faster than I thought I was going to. So I'm kind of ready to get back and have my own time, even if it is at work. For sure. How's your I week love been? I when Shay does her interviews because she's always like, can you come watch Parker? And then Parker just sleeps in my arms for an hour and it's the most amazing thing in the entire world. And I'm like, Kate, are you sure you don't want a baby? And he's like, no, remember we both don't want kids. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but like Parker falls in my arms for an hour. He's not always such an angel. I mean, he is a really good baby. No, he but... really is. And he's super cute. And I'm like, I know I'm not ready. Cause like, then I remember like, Shay doesn't get a full night's sleep now. And I like my full night's sleep. Uh, what was crazy is we used to. When he was younger, I mean, he's only three months, but at two months, he was sleeping through the night for about a month. And now all of a sudden, it's at least one wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. And it's like 3 a.m. So then you only have two to three hours yeah. until Austin gets up. And so there's really just no sleep you get after that. No, but, I totally feel that. Kate's on a course this week, and I think the next two weeks. And... He's been working like, so I don't know if it's just his course or if I feel like whenever they do something special, they like have less work hours. It's more like, so he yeah. gets in, he has to go in at like eight, eight thirty, And then 
he gets off at like 2, 2.15. That's so And nice. he's home. And it's like super nice. Especially because last week he had rain the week. So it was like days. 3 a.m. to like 5 p.m. Yeah. So now I'm kind of liking him. But I remember like he texted me today and he was like, all right, I'm coming home. And it was like 2 o'clock. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Those are the best days. Right. So I think that's nice because then... I sometimes when he wakes up so early and I go back to bed, it like throws me off. Oh yeah. But when we wake up at like seven, I can just like stay up. It's just so much easier. Totally. Uh, we went on a date Monday. My parents gave us a gift card for Christmas, and so Cute. we went to Texas Red House because that's like the only restaurant right here that's doing dine-in. Yeah. So yep. we utilized that, which was really nice, and there was like nobody there, which I was kind of shocked at because I feel like they're always just packed, and you always have like Texas Red House is usually packed. Right. The one before you know. Yeah. Before COVID. They were, I mean, yeah, if you didn't call ahead, you were waiting for an hour and a half. Exactly. So we did that, and then we went to Five Below because Cade wanted a new phone case and just, like, ran some errands. But it's already, like, Wednesday, which feels really weird. I'm like, oh, my gosh, tomorrow's <laughs> Thursday. So that's the nice thing when you have those days off that it makes yeah, it go by so much a lot quicker. faster. But, yeah. yeah. So it's been good, and... We don't really have anything coming up anytime soon. It's just been, like, January's almost done, which is weird. It's insane. We have a new president today. Yeah. Which is, you know, an exciting day to see what the next four years have in store for us. Exactly. And I think us both being women, no matter, like, how you stand politically, I think it's awesome that we have a female vice president because that's never happened in history. Exactly. And I think, like, if anything, it shows women that, like, I feel like you're always told as a kid, like, you can always become president, you can do it, but I think actually it happening shows, like, hey, it can happen. Exactly. And, like, definitely. Even if you don't want to become president, that you're. It, you're capable of it. Yeah. yeah you like, you, you can do, you really can't do anything. Which I think is, like, the best. And so it's just something to, like, remember when you're thinking about these things and you're like, hey, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I can do a podcast. I don't know if I can write a book. I don't know if I can apply for that job. That you're really capable to do anything. You really are. Exactly. Which is awesome. Alright, so today our topic is going to be housing, which I feel like is a really good broad topic. I feel like it's something that happens in the military a lot just because we have to move around it so much and there's so many options. Yeah. But I feel like it's something that would list, be able for our listeners if you're not military to make sense or if you're military, it kind of teaches you a lot more with what you go through. Before she talks about her experience, because she has a lot more, we're just going to kind of talk about the basic things when it comes to the military. So we're given what's called BAH, which is Basic Allowance for Housing, which is really nice and it's super kind of the military. And that's kind of what they talk about when they say that you don't get paid that much, but you get really nice benefits. And that's one of the benefits, which is really nice when it comes down to it. It is. (laughs) And because we both live in California, our BAH is incredibly high. It is absolutely insane. So right now, I'm trying to remember what the 2021 costs are. I think it's like 2,500 right now with Cade's rank. But like, I know for 2020, we got like 2,388 a month, which is insane. Cause I think about like my parents' house in Ohio and they have a four bedroom house. Like it's it's a decent size, and I think my parents pay like nine hundred dollars a month on that. Oh, that hurts my stomach. <laughs> right. So for us, not for them. Exactly. <laughs> so that's just something that, when it comes into a factor of the military, there's so many things that you can do with BAH, and so we'll say that a lot. And so we just kind of want to make sure everybody knew what BAH is and kind of how Most it applies. The nice thing about BAH is it's non-taxed. And it does go straight to your account each month. And then depending on your housing choice and what you would decide depends on kind of how much money you keep and what it goes towards. So we'll have Shay start out with her experience because she's 
been here for a lot longer and she's gotten to experience a lot. Yeah, I've pretty much experienced every aspect of housing in the military. So we've lived here for almost four years. When we first moved, we rented off base and then we decided to move on base into military housing and now we own off base. So I'm really well-rounded when it comes to (laughs) well-versed in housing. So when you live off base, you get all of the BH in your account, like Kenzie said. When you live on base, it goes directly to housing. And then whether or not you – the type of lease you sign determines whether or not you get anything back or not. So there's um, a flat rate rent, which is where every month your rent is the same. For normal people, that's normal. Yeah. That's usually what it is. And then if your BH goes up with your rank or with – Uh, cost of living because every year it goes up a little bit with the cost of living then you get to pocket that extra as well most well we're where we are where we are at excuse me every most housing is not like that yeah most of the housing groups here we have two companies that kind of rule over everything they take all of it or they give you a concession every month and a concession is going to be a flat uh, rate that you get back every month They have tried to phase those out, but every time they do that, everyone moves off base, and then they kind of slowly bring them back, and then they try to phase them out. So it's kind of a back and forth. Um, For us, we decided to rent off base first to try and pocket money, but then it was just not working with paying for utilities, and I I didn't have a good job when we first moved here, so we had to move on base because utilities are included. Which is a really nice Yeah, You don't have to worry about electric, water, trash, your yard. Unless you have, Mm -hmm. like, a yard inside. If you have a house that has, like, a fenced-in yard, you have to worry about, like, that small grass area. But any of the, like, communal areas of grass are all taken care of. Your trash is taken care of. And then your utilities you don't have to even think about, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. So sometimes it's like, man, I'm paying a lot of money to, like, not really live in that big of a house. But I also don't even have to worry about sending in the utility check or worrying about how much we're paying or things like that, which is sometimes nice when you have a lot going on. Not having to think about it at all is a nice I, I miss that a lot, like not even having to think about it. We did have, I don't know, is it still the same? When we lived on base, we had like an allowance for electricity. So I got a letter in the mail the other day about it. And so I think it showed a range and it was like lower range, Where you middle are. Eight, or like middle range and then higher range. And then it says, this is basically what you're allow, like allotted. And then if you go over it, you have to pay. We were 11 bucks under. So I'm pretty sure kind of like you said, you'll get that back when you move out. Yes, it accrues over the amount of time you live here. Yeah, so that's nice because that was my big thing when I lived in an apartment in Ohio they would take all of our like apartment complex and then just split it evenly and i was like yeah me and my roommate like i travel every week i'm not even here using my water and down below me there's four children and two parents so like they have how much water use so that's so the nice much. thing is it it is strictly based on your house and your usage which is nice for like people like us that don't use a lot and we get that money back yeah and i mean i remember when we had the allowance in quotes um that it was it's pretty generous i do know some people have gone over a lot of that has to do with i think just not paying attention to like you know leaving lights on overnight or if you're gone a lot of military families leave for a long time like long periods of time they go back home for weeks and if you leave something on that will jack it up pretty fast and also portable ac units oh my where we live um we live on the coast 
in San Diego, Camp Pendleton, and there's no AC anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. there's one housing group of or one group of housing that has AC, uh, kind of farther into base, and they say it's great. I don't know. I've never lived in those. I've heard pretty mixed things. I've heard, and I think that's the biggest thing with military housing is no matter where you read, and there's one thing I'm going to talk about real quick is one of our feedbacks that we got was that we talk about the wise page a lot, but we haven't explained what those are. So the wise pages are on Facebook, there's groups. And so it's just the Camp Pendleton wives, and then there's the Camp Pendleton spouses. There's kind of two pages. And so when we talk about the wives page, that's what we mean. And so on the wives page, you can post and you can ask questions and share photos. It's a great resource. And things like that. And so on the wives page, it's a great resource, but kind of like we talked about last week, it can get (laughs) drama filled. And so I think on the wise page, when you ask certain questions about housing, a lot of people, when they have to PCS, which is like move from one station to another station, they ask like, tell me about the area, tell me yes. about the housing. And it scared me at first because a lot of times it's really negative talk. It's yeah. A lot of things like that. And so I was nervous and granted, we've had really, like, we've been really lucky with our housing. And I think at the end of the day, it just is what you make of it and what's important to you. 100%. That goes back to, so when we lived on base, um, we did not have a bad experience either. We got a great house that fit our family. It was just, I mean, I say our family, it was my husband and I and our two dogs back then, but it fit us great. And we had no issues. Moving out was kind of a hassle with, you know, the costs and stuff, which a lot of people can attest to, especially if you have pets, they're pretty strict on you when you move out. Um, so I, renter's insurance is definitely extremely important because a lot of times, especially if like pet damage is covered, yeah, you don't have to pay the enormous amounts that they make you pay. For sure. But other than that, we had a seamless experience and everything that we needed fixed it got fixed. My only word of advice is to stay on top of it. That's a really good point. I think because they get so many work orders and maintenance calls, you just have to stand or you just have to make it like, okay, if you don't hear back from them in a couple of days, call again. And my parents always taught me like the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Exactly. So you, just have to, you have to just be the one that calls. And I think it also, sometimes it gets lost. And so I, my biggest thing is like the maintenance people that show up are not the ones that are the first people to get your call. So yes. just be really kind to them. And I think we had an issue with our toilet and we had an issue with our dishwasher. I called on a Friday. They showed up the next day on a Saturday and replaced both things. Yeah, that's and awesome. And so they were super nice. Real quick, since you mentioned the renter's insurance, because we're military, we get to use USAA. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just kind of shout USAA right now. Living on military housing, and I'm not sure if it's different for a different installation or not, but for Camp Pendleton, you're not required to have renter's insurance. Mm-hmm. But specifically, I know for USAA because that's what we have just because they're so much cheaper. Because the guys are issued so much military gear, if anything happens to any of mm-hmm. that gear, uniforms, their SIF gear, like that standard issue gear that they get, anything with their camis, like anything like that, if anything were to happen, they replace it. And I think it's like up to $3,000 per thing. Because like yeah. their dress blue coats are expensive. They are insane. And that is so important. I've seen so many stories, like heartbreaking stories of families who go broke because their car got stolen and their husband's entire pack was in their car and now it's all gone. And it doesn't matter if, you know, if you don't have great car insurance for that car that was stolen, 
you, that's thousands of dollars worth of stuff that you have to replace. Exactly. And um, so that I learned about that from you, Kenzie, that USA does that. That is so amazing. And I think a lot of people should take advantage of that. And then, like you said, they do cover the carpet cleanings and things like that, yes. which I learned because I think they're used to military housing. And so I think, and it's not expensive. We pay $17 a month. And so that's amazing. part of me is like $17 is so much worth a month than having to dish out four grand if something were to happen exactly and i mean move out costs can be in the thousands ours was lower end at the the thousands but it was (laughs) because they they had to quote unquote replace our carpet but um when you live in a place for two years with two dogs i mean it's kind of to be expected but we had runner's insurance so um not that I use the right avenues to use it, but um, <laughs> learn, I learn. lived and learned, and I, I will preach for renters insurance for the rest of my life because now I know. But I think though one thing about living on base is, like you said, to stay on top of the maintenance. That's the same for off base. Every apartment I've lived in in college and before we moved here maintenance was the same you know it's not them that gets the first call it's the front office and then they have to pass the work order down and sometimes it gets lost I think sometimes we um don't show as much grace to military housing as we would civilians where a lot of people are a lot more picky when it comes to the housing here and so I just want to say like for having been experienced both and you too. I mean, it's pretty much the same. Oh, for sure. It's definitely the same. You're given a number and you fill out a work order exactly. and things like that. And I honestly, because I've only been here since November, I've had a really great experience. We <laughs> were having a problem with our dishwasher and they were pla- he like looked at it and he's like, yep, it's an old model. I'll bring a new one in, in two hours. <laughs> we'll be back. And I was like, oh my gosh, because when I lived in Ohio, I lived in an apartment and it took six work orders Ugh. for them to believe that our dishwasher was not cleaning. Jeez. And so it was kind of annoying because it took so long. And I get it. it. They have to go through the proper channels and stuff like that. But it was sometimes kind of annoying. But I just had to remember, like, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And I'll put in a work order every week if exactly. I had to until it got fixed. But we've been really lucky with the military housing. Yeah. But I have heard other stories. Oh, yeah. And I think the other thing that's hard with military housing is you have to imagine having families run in and out of these for years and like to have to like do everything constantly over and over and over again and how quickly people move you know sometimes people are here for three to four years but sometimes they're here for six months sometimes they're here for a year like it's not always as long and then when you think about living in a house and the wear and tear constantly they don't get that many up like upgrades and facelifts and we got really lucky with our military housing but I have been in other people's housings where it's like it's a little bit more run down and yes. things like that. So I think you just have to weigh. Um, that's what I was going to say when I talk about our housing is what we did to figure out military housing. So I'll talk about that later. But it really helped us know what to do. Totally. Yeah, living on base can have its pros and cons as we both talked about. Um, and then I also wanted to talk about buying. So... We were lucky enough, I had a great job last year, and we had been looking off base for about a year to use our VA loan. And the reason being because we do get such a great chunk of money. And How also, does that work? Because I don't know anything about VA loans. Yeah, I'll, ex- I'll totally explain. Like, I mean, there's so much com- complexity to the <laughs> yeah. VA loan, and I don't want to bore our listeners, but um, I'll definitely go over like the top points about it. But we really decided to do it because we didn't want our BH to go to waste because we're going to be here so long. Or we have been here so long. Um, We've been here almost four years and we're going to be here for another four. Yeah. Hopefully 
three or four, you know, so. And even if you guys do move, you can keep that. Exactly. Our long-term goal is to rent it out. Because in this area, you know, it's a military area. So people are going to be constantly coming and going and looking for places to rent. And it's our house is perfect for that. So that was really our investment goal. But with the VA loan, most people know, if you don't, you do not have to put down payment. You don't have to put a down payment down. Oh my gosh, I can't find my words. Which is like um, huge. I don't yeah. know anything about buying a house, but I know that the, like a down payment gets you. Yeah, a down payment could be like 5 to 10%. And when you're buying in California, $400,000 is like the minimum for a oh. decent home. Oh. I know. I just cringe. I know. Um, uh, you know, interest rates are really great right now. I keep, I literally get 5 million letters a week to refinance and really? we have already refinanced, but, uh, so anyway, the VA loan, you don't have to put down a down payment. The caveat though, you do still have to put down a deposit. So that was something we didn't know. So oh, you still okay. have to have a certain amount of money that helps cover closing costs. Okay. Okay. So you do so, have to put money down, but it's not as much as like no, like 10%. No, like 10%, like that's 4,000. What that is? Is that's that for? 40,000. That's 40,000. <laughs> oh my God. 40 is my God, I passed. math professor's going to be crazy. Um, okay. <laughs> math was my best subject. <laughs> Side note. That's horrible and so embarrassing. Okay. $40,000 is a lot of money <laughs> for someone, especially us in the military. We, yeah. It's hard to save. We do. Most people here live paycheck to paycheck. So unless saving. you have another income, it's pretty hard exactly. to me unless, and then if you have kids on top of it, I can imagine kid and I are really lucky with how much money we've been able to save and we don't have kids and I have an income coming in. But if you're living on just one income and you have a couple it's kids, hard. it would be pretty tough. Yeah. Even when we had two incomes, there's no way I, we could have saved 40,000. We like to live outside of our means <laughs> a lot. So anyway, you just have to put down that deposit, and that kind of shows the sellers that you're serious. Okay. We were lucky enough that my parents assisted us with a deposit of a couple grand, so That's we nice. didn't have to dig into any crazy savings. And we actually put down a lot less than we, we were asked to, just because we actually asked the sellers to um, absorb some of the closing costs. Oh, okay. We told them we didn't have the money. Like it was like 5,000 that they wanted okay. for closing costs. We told them we didn't have that and that we would like them to absorb the two or three that we couldn't cover into okay. the price of the home. Oh. So, uh, basically at that point it was a bidding war for our house and we came out and won it. I don't know how, but we did. And we got really lucky. So you put the deposit down and that kind of just starts the process. And then you have your escrow period. Ours was 21 days, which was insane. It was so fast. Like three weeks of insanity. And somehow I got pregnant <laughs> during those three weeks. I have no idea how. Um, by God himself. Like, I have, we have no idea. I remember when you guys got <laughs> pregnant because literally, like, I guess Austin, honestly, like six weeks from when you, like, announced it, or maybe a little bit farther, like, back, he said something to Kate about, like, he was like, I don't want kids right now. Like, absolutely not. And then you, like, Kate was telling me about that because I was like, oh, are, like, Austin and Jake and have kids? Or, like, what are they thinking? And he's like, no, Austin doesn't want them right now. And then, like, he... I think he, I don't know if he told him or when you announced it. He told it. everyone at work a lot sooner than we announced it. Yeah. So yeah. he told Kate and I was like, you're kidding. And he was like, dude, I don't even know. Obviously it wasn't like, and like we were trying to like not figure planned. out if it was planned or not. And Kate was like, I mean, he told me a couple weeks ago he didn't want a kid. So I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, it was, it was not planned. I will go into that a different time. <laughs> but um, with the VA loan, it's super awesome for buyers who use the VA loan because at any point during the selling process, you can back out and get all of your money back. Oh, that's really so they, nice to know. Yeah, the VA. Especially if, like, you got orders or different things. Or you like, find out you're pregnant. Or you're pregnant. 
Side note, we found out three days after we closed. No so, way. Yeah, we had, okay, did not so have, have that option. If you had found out during your escrow period, do you think you guys would have backed out? 100%. Really? Not even a question. We both agree. We've had this conversation because I, I thought it was something we both needed to know. Like, would we have gone through with this home buying process yeah. if we had known earlier and we both agree we would not have i'm glad that we did in yeah. the end 100 percent. i'm glad it's that it's worked out how it's supposed to we have our own house and we are you know building a, a life and a family together and it just feels and seems right so i'm glad you know everything works out and yeah there's a reason why it happened the way it did so um got out of plan and it exactly closing periods aren't always 21 days sometimes okay. it's two months it's oh, really just okay. up to what you and the sellers agree Decide, yeah so they like i just wanted it to be done and they it was vacant yeah oh, so like okay. yeah, when so the house really is vacant they really want to get people in it because they're paying for a vacant house so anyway we did 21 days and that made us really competitive because a lot of people couldn't do 21 days with um military housing if you yeah. buy a home you can get out of your lease that's something a lot of people don't know. They oh, they okay. fear that, like, well, I can't get on my lease because I don't have orders to move. I don't know how it works in other bases, but I know with where we're at, Lincoln is where we lived. Yeah. If you buy a home and you show them all the paperwork, like, yeah. hey, this is our escrow paperwork, we are in the process, they actually will let you break your lease. Oh, I did not yeah. know that. So you don't have to worry about, yeah, breaking your lease early and having to pay this enormous amount. Yeah. So that works out really well. They don't hold families back from buying a home. Anyway, so we closed, and we love our house now. Of course, it's way too small for our growing family, so... Um, Tell them about your recent debate and what's yes. going on. Yes, so Austin is starting a new job here on base, and it is on the opposite end of base than where we live now. So for viewers that either don't know about Camp Pendleton or are stationed in another base, Camp Pendleton's huge, and it's really long versus Massive. wide. So the five is like the most common freeway in California, especially like in Southern California. And literally you'll get on it af like outside of the main gate, which is where I live. And you will drive for almost 25 miles to get to the other end of the gate or the other end of the base in San Clemente, it's which insane. is where he'll work. Yeah, it's, it's long. I mean, there's usually not traffic, but it's still a long stretch of road. And his new job, they're going to have really crazy hours. So, our debate, and it's really <laughs> freaking us out because we don't know what to do, is to move up to the north part of base where he will only have like a two-mile commute. Like, it's yeah. right down the street from his new job. It's really close. And if he gets off at 3 a.m. or whenever he gets off, he just hops right home and it's fine. But that means then we have to rent out our house because yeah. we've only lived in it for a year. So we really can't sell it yet. Even though the market is really high right now, we still can't sell it just because it's the way that so the profits new. work. We would be taxed a different rate because we've only lived there for a year. It's okay. this big, long mess. So we would definitely rent it out. But then I have to decide if I want to manage it or yeah. if we want a management company. And I post on the lives page and everyone says for me to manage it myself. I but think so too. That is, yeah, Kenzie agrees. That's just another, me wanting to go into a full-time job and being a mom and then also managing our rental property is just going to be a lot. And I know I can do it. It's just a stressor that's weighing me down. Yeah. Um, so, or we just stay in our house and Austin makes the commute. Yeah. 
The other part of that is my new job is down here close to our house currently. Well, yeah. I don't have the job yet, knock on wood. Um, so <laughs> if I get job. this job, then I have the commute, which I would rather have the commute because I will have normal eight to five hours. Yeah, because that's the thing with combat instructor, at least that what we've both been told because both of our husbands, my husband's looking into it and her husband is signed on and doing it, is that sometimes they get off at really great crazy yes. hours because sometimes they'll have like a field op or things like that. And if you live too far away, their command above them is like you're not Does driving Does not home. let them. Yeah, it's not a choice thing. It's like a you are not driving home if you don't live down the street. Just because they'll a fall 40, asleep. Yeah, like they'll wheel. fall. And a 45-minute drive after you've been in the field for 36 hours yeah. is just not smart. Not smart, not realistic. So to then come back four hours later. Yeah, so we have to decide if that's a sacrifice we're willing to take with spending less time with him or if... You know, we really want to do that move. It's just stressful because we did just move a year ago and yeah. we moved two years before that and uh, six months before that. So it's like we've moved so much in the last four years living in the same place. Yeah, which is that hard. We're just so over it. But it makes sense in the end if I want to do the commute. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I think I'm honestly <laughs> like give it a couple months and because you're still waiting to hear from Santa, which is the housing that's closest to Austin's job that they're kind of yes. waiting to hear from. So I think if anything, you don't have to make a decision right now. And I think once you hear about your job and how that is and you kind of figure out how much longer you can deal with your dogs having nowhere to run and play. It's insane. And then I think once Prince Parker will be, what, he'll be six or seven months by then, right? No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was he'll born be in six, October. Yeah, he'll months. be six months. I feel like once he's crawling a little bit more, you can kind of see, like, is that play area that you've designated no. in your house? <laughs> I can already tell you it's not going to be big enough. Yeah. I think you should just but. list out your pros and cons and then think about it and I think honestly what Kate and I have done is we'll like list it out and then we won't talk about it for like a week that's a good idea because Let it I feel like sometimes when you over talk about it then that's what we were doing with his re-enlistment it was like a topic every single day and then you you get worked up and then you stress and then you're angry and then you're overwhelmed so I would just list them out and then tell Austin like we're gonna give it 10 days pray about it think about it don't talk about it for 10 days that's good and like write down your thoughts every day um I'm leaning towards staying I'm leaning towards renting yeah and then after 10 days you can kind of go back and think like all right obviously after those 10 days this is what I'm leaning towards and then go to Austin and be like well what are you leaning towards yeah, well, Austin is just not decisive. <laughs> Neither of us are decisive, and so it makes decisions really hard because he'll be like, well, whatever you want, babe. And I'm like, yeah. no, I want you to tell me. What do you feel like are your top um, – I'm trying to think of the word. Like, what is most important to you? So, like, for example, I guess I'll just talk about now. Like, when Kate and I were trying to decide what we wanted, we listed, like, our priorities. So, like, Kate's top priority was no commuting like he did not want to have to get on to base every day and get off of base and drive home to work yeah and so that was like our top thing Kate was like I don't want a long commute I do not want to have to deal with getting off base and getting on base because sometimes it can get really backed up and then that's a whole other 5 10 15 minutes you never know how long it's going to be and so that was his big thing and that's what ultimately push us to living on base because his top thing that he was like it's a non-negotiable I'm yeah. not dealing with a bad commute because sometimes it can get pretty bad it can it definitely can I've been stuck in that 5 p.m getting on base just from when I lived on yeah. base and then worked off base I can't even imagine in the mornings when 
you're trying to get on base with everyone else. Exactly. And they only have two lanes open. Yeah. So <laughs> I, would, I would just write down, and then I would write down, like, star on, like, your pros and cons list. What are your, like, non-negotiables? What are, like, means the most to you? Does, like, oh, yeah. space, or does his commute, or does your time together, or yeah. does money, does responsibility, you know? like That's the other thing, money. Yeah. So he's about to rank up. And he's about to get a lot more BH. But when yeah. we move on base, we don't see any, of it, see any of it. Living off base, we would actually get to pocket a lot more. True. But if you got on base, you could decide your price of the house and you could pocket a little That's bit more. That's true. Yeah. And you'd be working, possibly. Well, yeah. Most of mine better be working. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be having some type of job. Yes. So you won't be as stressed with money. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think you should just list it and then That's not talk idea. about it for 10 days. And then you can That's come so inform our podcast listeners about where it's at in the process. Where we're going to be in a couple months. Yeah, that's a good idea. My, if anyone cares, my dad's opinion is that we move. Okay. And I, and if anyone knows me, I take my dad's opinion as gold. Like, yeah. him and I are really, like, best friends now. Hated each other when I was growing up. Oh my gosh, really? Him and I, okay, he obviously didn't hate me. But I, him and I used to get in screaming matches every day. That's like, so many, that's me and my mom growing up. Oh my god, screaming matches. And now I literally go to him or my mom for anything. Yeah. Like, any, any advice I need, I go to my dad. Just because he is one of those people that'll work it out with me. Like, he won't just tell me what to do. He'll, like, physically sit there and work it out with me. Yeah, so he says we should move. And I do take that into, like, a huge consideration. Yeah. But why don't you tell us about your military housing experience so far? Yeah, so we just moved on base in November. And Mm -hmm. it was pretty smooth. The thing that I kind of got upset about, and it wasn't anybody's fault, was... And I didn't know this because that's like the hardest thing about military is you learn so many different things. So when I had and done, like as you go, yeah, it's hard. That's that's why we created this podcast. Exactly, because we do want a central place for people to learn. Exactly, and like you, Shay can tell you, like during the summer, I would text her and I'd be like, "Hey, I'm trying to fill out this <laughs> form. Like, what what goes here?" And she's like, "Uh, this number." And she'd be like, "Oh, I don't know." And I think it was also hard just because. Everything goes through your service member mm-hmm. just because that's basically how you're getting a house and they do it all through them, which makes sense because they have all of their records and things like that. But my service member was in Japan. So <laughs> on top of like filling out all these forms by myself and needing to know numbers that I have no clue in what the like acronym stands for, yeah. you have a 16 hour time zone difference. So then I'm like, okay, Kate's going to be up at this time. And then the worst thing was that people in California would need to contact Cade. And then they would try to call him. But he like, we tried to deal stuff with his phone. So then his phone would only take certain things. Or it would cost us like a boatload of money for him to talk to him. Oh my gosh, him. yeah. And then the time zone wouldn't even work. So like one day I felt really bad. He took like a 3 a.m. call for like an hour to like answer these guys in California's questions. And I felt bad because I was like, man, I wish I could have taken it. But they had to talk to him. And he had to sign all the papers, and he had to sign the agreement and things like that. So when I found this house that we live in now... Did you guys have a power of attorney? Yeah, so I did okay. get power of attorney, okay. which helped us a lot. Yeah. But there were still other things, like, even though I had power of attorney, they... And they knew that. They put everything in his name. Interesting. So then they were like, Cade, you need to sign these things. And Cade's like, well, I didn't know about it. And I'm like, I was waiting for the documents myself, you know? So the thing was... And kind of how you talked about concessions change. And I didn't know that. So I picked our housing because they were giving a big concession. And I was like, we can pocket $700 a month. Like, this is awesome. 
called the lady back in September, October when we were like signing everything and dealing everything. And she's like, oh, that concession is no longer. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, it's like, it's a month to month basis. And I was like, what? And I was devastated, but I was like, this is the housing we wanted. This is what we chose. Like, we're just going to like go through it. So fingers crossed. And I know this is really bad to say, but I'm hoping because we only signed a six month lease that in, in April, when it really like kind of has to, we have to decide that a bunch of people will be PCSing and moving. And so they'll have a bunch of empty houses and they'll bring concessions back. So that's what I've been that's praying for every day because I'm like, like there's our neighbor. She gets seven hundred and eighteen dollars. Doesn't back a that month. just hurt? And I was you? like, do you know what I could do with an extra seven hundred dollars a month? Like, oh my gosh. So that's the only thing is you do right now. We don't get any money back. So I'm paying them twenty five hundred dollars a month, a month for my house, which I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. But it does cover utilities and trash. And Kate doesn't have the commute, and we got so lucky. So luckily, we love our place. It's really nice. It's a really good size. We have a garage. It's quiet. Besides, like the dogs that just randomly like to bark and like get in screaming. That's matches. anywhere on base. Yeah. <laughs> so we got really lucky. But that's just the thing with like military is there's so many like little things that you don't know about. And yeah, it's hard and that's to- a huge one that that we learned too. Yeah. Was not only so. If you don't sign up that, or you don't sign up, if you don't apply and get your house that month, you lose your concession, like you said. But also, you get grandfathered in. So if you are doing, let's say you do a year lease, Mm -hmm. and during that year they bring back a concession, you can't go back to them and be like, oh, well, now I want that concession. Because you're still in the middle of a lease, and it doesn't count. They they can't redo your lease, basically. I saw that. So... A lot of people got really upset. I know when we first moved here, we were getting a concession of three fifty, mm-hmm. and then we re-signed the lease for the next year, and it went down to two fifty. And then the next year, we ended up moving, but our a lot of our friends moved into the same type of housing, and it was zero. Yeah. So it just it's it just kind changes. of you have to they have what's called the hot sheet, and yeah. you have to constantly and so that's check what I the saw, hot sheet. And so I was like, and I like this housing, and I like the area, and with like kids' rank and everything like that. And so we talked about it when I found out that BH was increasing in January. I was like, I went to kid and I was like, that's a lot of money. Like, what do you want to do? And he was like, honestly, with us not being here for like more than 18 months, more, Mm -hmm. he was like, I don't want to move again. He's like, I like our place. We got really lucky. We like have really nice flooring. We have brand new carpet. It's perfect for our size. Like if we had kids or a dog. I think I'd go crazy, but for oh, us, it totally. us too, it's, it's perfect. perfect. And so we just decided that we were like, okay, well, we're not going to get the extra money back. We might in April if we get lucky with our new lease, <laughs> but it is what it is. And so I figured that it was better just to not dwell the fact that we weren't getting that money than think about living off base. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. we can save this much money, but then you still have to pay utilities and yeah. you might live in like, cause we went and helped our friend move and now it gets really dark so quickly. So we were moving at like 5, 30, 6 o'clock and in the middle of Oceanside, which not that it's like a bad area, but it's not the like best or safest. <laughs> no. And I was like, I would not feel safe like coming home from a run or like doing something. Some areas are you know? like that. And yeah. So that's the thing I do like. I love living on base. I won't lie. Um, yesterday at Walmart, when I left your house, I went to Walmart looking for something for Cade. 
and I like had this guy like following me, like no joke, like oh that happened. Parked his car next to mine, and I was like, okay, no, no, no. And then I like couldn't find what I need in Walmart, so I walked back out to my car, and he was still sitting there, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this makes me nervous. (laughs) But then I I got off on the exit to get to base, and he's like, oh. Like, I can't, I can't follow her on to base. Yeah. So, sometimes it makes me feel really happy that we have that extra level of security. Oh, 100%. Because you can't just get on to base. And even if he was like, oh, she lives on base. Like, what, are you going to sit out in the parking lot and wait for me to freaking leave my house? Joke's on you. I leave once a week, so. Right? <laughs> that <laughs> but... is something about Oceanside that I will mention is, and I don't know because I've never lived on another base. And that's something that, you know, we should definitely have someone on our podcast that has lived on multiple bases. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of times military towns are not always the safest just yeah. because it is lower income. Uh, I will mention to those who aren't in the military, we talk about this huge lump sum of BH. Our military service members, their base pay is very low. So living off of just the base pay is not possible. So that is why we get the BH. They make less than, I mean, probably less than minute, like literally a lot less than minimum wage. We did, it depends on like how many hours they work, but like. Kid and I did it last week when he was working like the 14 hours, but I think we did it based on 10 because normally it's about 10 a day day is like a good guess depending on if they have to PT or things like that. It was like six seventy an hour. An hour. And I was it's like, oh really my rough. gosh. It's so that rough. is the thing. We don't have to pay for healthcare, which is really nice. Yes. And we get the benefits of, we also get what's called, and I know it's not called COLA, but for some reason I always call it COLA, which is the grocery amount. Oh, oh, oh. I've always just been told it was called comrades. COLA. Is it comrades? I thought it was like BAS. Oh, it is BAS. But yeah. I was told it was called COLA. Like on your LES, which is like your leave and earning statement. I, I got you people. I'm trying to learn my, uh, say my acronyms out loud, but the, I think it's like basic allowance for substance or something yes, like yeah. that is our groceries. So we do get that money, but living off Cade right now, I think it's 24 a month. Yeah. I think it's what he gets a month living off that, that has to cover insurance, car, car insurance, yeah, car payments, car insurance, um, gas, groceries. Well, we get the groceries, sorry. So just gas. And then, like, all your fun and then anything else. Yeah. And that's a lot. Especially a lot of us in the military have, I don't know, we have a car fetish. We always <laughs> get nice cars. So, we have those enormous payments. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, that was just a little side note that I wanted to mention because I we make it sound like we get all this money. But, in reality, we need it to live. If we didn't have the BAH, it would be really tough. Yeah. We would all have to live on military housing. And then, military housing wouldn't get anything. But, um. Back to my statement about the towns around base. So far, I've noticed that it's kind of like a lower income. There are some really nice parts of Oceanside that I love. And we live in kind of like a border town of Carlsbad, which is an awesome town in Oceanside. So we're kind of on that border of a nice and then not nice area. And Pendleton borders is like partially in... I think it's all in San Diego and it borders... Orange County, Orange because County. San Clemente is Orange County. Yeah. I just don't know if it crosses in that It border. doesn't. Oh, okay. wait. No, because I think San El Housing is San Clemente. That's what I thought. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. Might just It has, like, two, but I don't know how, like, military does that if it's in, like, two different counties. But it's so big <laughs> that, like, it does cross over so two many different things. Yeah. And, like, if you've been to Camp Pendleton, it's a lot of, like, nothing. So you have, like, a big area, and then you drive for 5 to 10 to 15, 20 minutes, and then it's, like, nothing for that, and then you have, like, another little area. Yeah. And when you're driving on the 5, most of the areas and things besides main side or main, yeah, main side, which is where I live, yeah. you can see it from the 
the freeway, but everything else is pretty secluded and you mm -hmm. can't see it. So everything's tucked away. So most people probably driving past Camp Pendleton are like, so what? They just work in like the desert? The middle nothing? of nowhere yeah. on the mountains. Yeah. Oh, what was I talking about? Oh, we were talking about the Walmart thing. I wanted oh, to mention, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, went, we went off on a tangent, but that's okay. Um, that's what we do best. <laughs> uh, it's all important information. So, in this area, there are a lot of scares. At Walmart specifically, and I don't know I've why. I've never been there, but I was looking for something specific for Cade, and they said it was at Walmart. And so, and it was, like, one of those things where I, like, noticed him right away. Was it, at like, off of Jefferson? Or the one closest? The one closest. Oh, Mission. Oh, oh the, the neighborhood like, market. Yeah. The small one. Yeah, because okay. I was like, oh, this, like, I didn't even know. That one's was... scary. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, do not be going to that Walmart. <laughs> No, but the bigger ones, too, there are some scares. We'll see them on the Wise page. Another great thing about the Wise page is people will look out for one another. And that is true. They'll post very, things like, very yeah, like, oh, I was just followed at this Walmart. Other. He was wearing this. Yeah. Please be aware. Um, and you're right. We do have that awesome sense of security of we can just get on base. And um, we can literally, if someone still follows you, like, if they just happen to be some creep that lives on the base, you can tell the gate guy, like, the the gate guy, <laughs> the military, the PMO, yeah. um, which is provost marshal officer, by the way. Oh, really? Yes. I did not know that. PMO. I thought it was Pendleton military, um, what's the, what's the word for O that I was thinking about? No. Officer. Uh, <laughs> provost marshal, I think, was that what I said before? Provost yeah. Now I'm all confused. But yeah, anyways, PMO. Tell them um, your thing about the gate. Oh, yes. Okay. So <laughs> I just told Kenzie this too. This is just a little like PSA because I feel for the guys that have to stand there for eight. For 12 to, hours. So, is it 12 hours? It's a 12 hour like switch. Okay. So imagine being them. They're sitting there in the dark, staring at all of these headlights. Just turn your headlights off. It that does say at some of the base. Um, headlights have to be it on. It says headlights off. No, it says oh, turn your head, oh, headlights off. That, um, I think it's a, the Las Polgas gate. Polgas gate to. says that, yeah. So the main gate doesn't. They have these giant floodlights. You don't need your headlights on. That's just what I tell people. I feel so bad, especially when there's this giant truck that's headlights oh, are like yeah. right at eye level. And they have to stare at them as they're coming on. And then they have to look at your face after they just stare at headlights. How are they going to be able to identify if there's like a psycho? So anyway, just turn your headlights off. That's my little PSA. It's something nice to do. It's something little. I have, like, sometimes say thank you, too. Like They're really nice. I haven't encountered a really mean one. <laughs> I have. I, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. They were, were so nice. And when Cade came home, we had to take some of his friends to the Lost Polgas gate. So we just got on the 5 instead of kind of winding our way back because it's shorter and it was yeah. 3 a.m. So no traffic and I remember getting to the main gate and I was like Kate I feel so bad they are standing out here for us and he's like oh my goodness like you're fine I know like, the guys do not care they don't care this is their <laughs> job like drunk marines come home all the time or you know like things like that they're actually not drunk and driving but you know just like maybe they, yeah, they're, like, they're partying they're doing stuff they come home at all kinds of times of the hour and so I was like, well, I'm going to apologize to them. And Kaden was like, do not do that. And I was like, Kate, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and we're making them stand out there and check our ID because you just came home, and I feel bad. And he was like, Mackenzie. And I was like, I'm going to. And he was like, you are so embarrassing. Like, I'm not letting them look at me. And then he was like, hi, guys. Sorry it's late. And he was like, oh, my gosh. And like, they're like, it's okay. And then I was like, have a great night and they're like you too and I was like and then yesterday when I came home from your house and the whole Walmart thing 
I felt so bad. So you, for anyone that doesn't know, you pull up and you show them your ID. Sometimes they just look at it. Sometimes they scan it. And they're really nice. They always greet you with whatever time of the day it is, like good morning or good afternoon, yeah. you know, things like that. So he checks it. And he's like, hey, you're good to go. I'm like, awesome, thanks. And for some reason, my lead foot just comes out of nowhere. And I like, I hit the gas just to go sped out out of nowhere and I was like oh my goodness they're gonna think I'm like trying to hide something I felt so bad and I was like man that was way too fast and I was just trying to like get over because our housing is like right after the main gate but I felt so bad I was like they are gonna think that that chick is crazy (laughs) I'm sure they've seen worse a lot of the guys like to speed off right after oh yeah like rev their engines yeah but but yeah anyway what when you would have to like gauge on living off base, buying a house or living on base, like rate each one of them and like kind of that is so hard because they can all be the same number. But yeah, like, <laughs> I would say that if we didn't have our baby Parker, yeah, we would stay in this house till we move somewhere else for sure. It was not part of our plan to have him in this house. Just because it is really only big enough for two. Mm-hmm. So my number one would be if you have the means to buy. Because then you're investing in something and your BH isn't going to waste. Not saying it's wasting. But, but just like renting. You're, you're, investing, not, you're not doing anything yeah. with your... Yeah. Now it's not practical if you're not going to be somewhere very long. True. Or if you can't rent it out when you leave. Because... Rental properties are a great for- source of income unless your mortgage is really high and you can't yeah. make the money back. But we're lucky where we would be able to. I would say then um, living on base would be second and then renting off base would be third. Yeah. Just because renting off base, especially here in Oceanside, unless it's... you're in a crappy, crappy, scary neighborhood, yeah. you're going to be paying about the same as BH, maybe a little less, but then you're spending that extra on utilities. And driving. And driving. So I would definitely say that that would be my third. And I have we did it for like four months when we first moved here, but we moved on base so fast just because it was just too difficult. And we yeah. lived in kind of one of those middle middle places where we... It was under our BH, but we spent that extra right back into the place. Yeah. Um, just because of utilities and paying for all that extra stuff for the house. So, and gas, like you said, to get to work. So that would kind of be my ranking is if you can and buy and then on base and then renting off base. No, that makes sense. To close, I feel like the number one thing I like about living on base is especially because of right now what's happening with COVID and the lockdown. Oh, yeah. We have everything we could need on base. Yes. So, and I... I'm really weird because I love the commissary. I've heard, like, people don't like the commissary, but I love it. I think it's the greatest thing ever. I have everything. Yeah, and I mean, there's some things that are a little bit more expensive, but and we have a Costco membership, so I buy everything in bulk there. But everything else, I go to the commissary every Friday morning, and I love it. I think it's super nice. And then the fact that they discount the gas so much here on oh, base. Oh, yeah, gas on base is living incredible. Living in California, it's awful but on base the cost is supplemented so much that it really helps and then the px is nice just to get like any other random things that you need completely or your uniforms pressed or any of their gear so i've really lucked out and enjoy living on base but i know that it's not the case for everybody or where you go so i think just doing your research because most of you both of us are super into researching (laughs) researching and weighing everything out and knowing what we're getting into So that would probably be our advice to anybody, whether you're military or not. Just research and know what you're getting into and ask around. Ask questions. I think that will really help you in the end make this more decision about your living 
Definitely, 100%. I don't know if I'm crazy or not, but I always imagine, like, if we had a third world war or, like, you know, times are crazy right now. Like, even, God forbid, a civil war. Like, I don't know. I just picture those crazy things happening. And if I, if you live on base, you're already on base. There's no, like, rush to get into the bunkers because <laughs> I don't know if they're even, like, livable. Yeah. Like, could we even get to the bunkers? I don't know. But at least if you live on base, you're, you're right like, there. Kind of. Yeah. Whereas if I live off base and they're like, you have 20 minutes to get on base, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> so oh, we're just going to have true. to sit and hunker down. <laughs> anyway, I I have, is that my anxiety talking? Probably. No, I totally think that's so funny. But yeah, well, I feel like this was a really good segment. Yeah, I think housing is really important and we probably could talk for four more hours about it. But yeah, but if you have any questions, just shoot us a DM or we can answer on the podcast next week. Definitely. Okay, so to wrap up, as Kenzie mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, we're going to ask each other or answer some questions from this game, Friend or Foe. And do you want to ask the first question? Yeah, I'll start with the first question. And Kate and I got this game to play, and I feel like it's just fun so that the listeners can get to know us a little bit better, and me and you can get to know each other a little better. And I think they're just super fun questions. So the first one is, would I rather eat a $500 meal or drink a $500 bottle of wine? Um, So for me, 1,000% $500 bottle of wine. (laughs) I am a wine drinker, not a wine connoisseur. I am probably the worst if when it comes to knowing anything about wine really like mm-hmm. people who like to taste wine and yeah. they know the notes and the, <laughs> the end taste or whatever it's called no i just like a good old sweet glass of wine what's your like favorite flavor um i like like a red blend okay. um i like the sweeter wines not too dry that's just probably because i'm a noob i don't know <laughs> i i just love it i love that i can pretend to be hoity-toity <laughs> That's so funny. What about you? I would totally do the meal. <laughs> I think it's like I love when I get a good meal and like if I know that it's worth the money, like I will I will pay it to have a good meal. I don't know if I've ever had a five hundred dollar meal. <laughs> I have not. But like when I go to like a really nice restaurant and I'm like, Oh, the bill's a hundred, one fifty, like even two, I'm like, you know what? It was worth it. Happy tummy. <laughs> okay, you do the next question. Okay. So the next one is if I could watch only one movie. For the rest of my life, which one would I pick? And actually, we talked about this. We were going to switch this and yeah. do, if you could pick five, or you could only pick five movies to take with you to a deserted island to watch for the rest of your life, what would they be? And in order from best to worst. Okay. I guess not worst because they're in your top five, but best to least best. So I think <laughs> mine would be my top movie, I think would have to be What About Bob? Which is, like, my favorite. I have never seen that. Oh, my gosh. We have to watch it. It's hilarious. I can quote the whole thing. I think it's the funniest thing in the entire world. Um, blind Side. Oh, I love The Blind Side. That one hurts my heart. I know, right? Um, the Italian Job. Okay. Good one. This is kind of, like, a little... Not, like, a... It's a little loophole. I love the Twilight series. But if I'd only pick, like, one, it would definitely be Eclipse because that is the most Jacob shirtless. And that's all that matters <laughs> of the whole series. And then the fifth, <laughs> the fifth one, I think, would have to be, like, Mamma Mia. Because I love Oh, I Mama love... Mia. Okay, that's a good one. What are your five? All right. So, I wish I thought about this previously because now I'm at a loss. My number one, for sure, Pride and Prejudice. Okay, and not, I don't think I've ever seen that. Not the original one. The one with... Um, is it Kira Knightley? Yeah. Her name? Okay. Um, I can quote the entire movie. Really? I have to watch my it. My entire life, I guess, since middle school on... 
anytime I'm sad or depressed about anything, I watch Pride and Prejudice. I take a bath and watch Pride really? and Prejudice. Oh, my God. And they just put it on Netflix, I think, recently. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. Oh, my God. I love that movie. I could probably just live off of that one. I don't even need four more. <laughs> but um, number two would definitely have to be... I want to say I love Polar Express. Oh, Polar Express is a good one. I love Polar Express. So I'm going to say number two is Polar Express. I'll do number three is Mamma Mia. Okay. See, I just think it's such a good one. Do you like one or two? I like two. See, I think I really like two, and I think two made one make so much more sense. Yeah. Because when I first started watching one, I was like, I have so many questions. I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. So two made more sense. But I think I like one soundtrack better. Oh, yeah. That's true. But I think, like, the... The boys? The young version of the boys? They're fun. Oh they're my fun gosh, to look they're beautiful. At. They're <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, but no, super then, good series. Um, oh, I totally forgot. Transformers. It was like one okay. of my... I love Transformers. I love a good action, like alien slash yes. action, but not scary. That's what I like about Italian Job. And like, if I had to say a series that I would take, it'd be the Jason Bourne. Shout out to my dad for getting me into that. (laughs) But I love Jason Bourne. Oh my God. So I would say Transformers, the first one with, um, oh my God, what's his name? He's in everything. Short guy. He was here on base. Oh, Matt Wahlberg. Matt Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. I was thinking Matt Damon. Not even close. (laughs) Mark Wahlberg. Um, the first one with him is amazing. That's my favorite one. Number five would definitely be a Star Wars movie. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were into that. My family's oh, really into Star Wars. Um, my Did dad... you watch The Mandalorian? Yes. Okay, um, Kate was really, really into that. Okay, so this is crazy that you didn't know this about me because my dad has like seven Star Wars tattoos. Really? I grew up with the Star Wars Lego set. Oh my, my whole family, like in the morning, my dad would leave us a list of instructions and we built the Death Star with Legos. Oh, that's so we would cool. have it done by the time he got home from my work. My grandpa, and like my whole family was pretty into Star Wars growing up, and specifically my grandpa and my brother were like really into it. Mm-hmm. And my grandpa has a plumbing business and he just retired and my mom's taken over part of the school. But when he was still teaching, he had to like stuff his envelopes with like all of his classes and his yeah. information. And I mean boxes and boxes of envelopes. Wow. And so what we do is we go to his house and we'd watch either like a Star Wars or Monk or Everybody Loves Raymond. But we always watch Star Wars and we'd stuff and close and seal and stamp wow. envelopes. So I remember when the most recent one came out, we took my grandpa for his birthday to go see Fun. it. But no, I feel like Star Wars is a really good. Oh my God, Star Wars forever. And right. if I didn't put that on there, my dad would disown me. <laughs> okay, next question. Do I use a washcloth or a loofah? Or my hands to wash my butt in the shower. <laughs> okay, so this might be a little personal, but so I use a loofah for my body, but I will say that I use a different soap for down there. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess <laughs> my hand slash my loofah, depending yeah, on so. what soap was on my loofah. But usually, I just pour the other soap into my hand and no, then that do that sense. that way. I didn't but I thought it was just like wash wash your body. But I am like a very big loofah person. Yeah. So much so that when I travel so much, I bought like other loofahs to travel with oh, because yeah. I just I love a good like soap set. If I don't have those oh, studs totally. on my body, like I don't think a washcloth does it for me. No, I've so never used a washcloth. I just I can't do it. And no, so that's like definitely my big thing. <laughs> All right, your time next, next question. Next one. Let's see. What was I doing the last time I peed my pants? (laughs) I don't think I've actually ever peed my pants. Maybe, like, when I was a little kid and was, like, 
potty training or things like that. But I have not peed my pants anytime recently. Well, I was just pregnant. <laughs> so I definitely peed my pants several times. And I'm not saying like legit went full pee all yeah. over. But like... A, Are you like walking like and a sneeze? Just starts, like drizzling? Yeah, I will say that I have a very strong pelvic floor, I think. And not to toot my own horn. What does that mean? So your pelvic floor is like all those muscles down there. Oh, okay, okay. I just learned about it because that's like, no one really talks about it yeah. until recently. People are like, we need to talk more about a pelvic floor, but I learned about it because of like reading for pregnancy and, and exercising and Kegels and all those fun <laughs> things. So, um, anyway, I didn't honestly ever pee myself that much, but at the end I was sick and eight months oh, pregnant. Yeah. And so I was coughing a lot and I definitely peed my pants a couple times. <laughs> That is so funny. In my own home, though. Thank well, God. I bet you a bunch of people can relate to that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay, last question to finish off episode two. Am I a rule breaker, a rule maker, or a rule follower? I am a 100% a rule follower. I am like... I can't even... I'm probably the extreme rule follower. Austin will be like, no, babe, it's fine. We can do it. We can do this. Like, we can trespass real quick. Not that we've ever trespassed. That's just an example. And I'm like, no, no, we can't. He's like, nobody lives here. Like, that's, again, an example. But I cannot break a rule. I cannot. I lived with such strict guidelines my whole life that even, like, walking into a store without my mask back home in Arizona, which is common. Like, back home in Arizona... Many people don't wear a mask. I'm still like, no, I have to wear a mask. I have to do it. I can't. I can't not. Like, I'm yeah. such a rule follower. What about you? Um, I feel like I'm, like, in the middle because that's totally opposite from Cade and me. Cade is the number one rule follower. <laughs> he is the most, like, honorable. This is how it is. He has, like, such a good moral code. He will not do anything wrong. He shows up to work early every single day. Yeah. It, like, he is so good. I'm like... Babe, just break it. Come on. Or babe, just do that. Like, I remember last year I really wanted him to fly to North Carolina to hang out with me for 4th of July when he had a 96, which is obviously way past their mileage and like he couldn't do it. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. And I was flying back to, I think, Vegas that same day he would be flying back. So I was like, we can fly back together. Like, let's just do it. Like, just come on. And he was like, are you like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't. And I was like, yeah, you can. Like, he is the most, yeah. like, he will, like, check out the mileage. Even when we got married and we had to stay in the 25-mile radius, we stayed in the 25-mile <laughs> radius. And he was, like, so big about it. So I would say I'm somewhat of a rule follower on some things. I would say I'm, like, a mix of all three. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to make that rule. That's, like, a new rule. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't care about the rules. I'm going to do what I want, you oh know? Oh, my gosh. And then other days I'm like, oh, I probably should follow it. I feel like when it's a big, serious thing, I follow it. Because I'm like, okay, I need to follow this. Like, I feel like the big, like, like laws and, like, things like that. Yeah. But then I also think of, like, a law is, like, doing the speed limit. And I don't do the speed limit Oh, yeah, limit that's true. All. Neither do I. Or things like that. But I think little things I'm like, oh, I'm fine to do that. And then he's like, come on, no, don't, you need to, and I'm like, kid, it's fine. And he's like, it's not. And I'm like, I think it's going to be okay. okay. Oh my God, that's awesome. I'd be the one to trespass and Kate would be like, you're kidding me. Right? Like, like on some little parcel of land or something. Yeah. Nothing like serious. No, 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 no. no. We're, we're law abiding citizens, but I think like we had to choose Kate is definitely the one that keeps us on the straight and narrow. (laughs) I'm the one that keeps us on the straight and narrow 100% between us and I. Which is so funny. (sighs) All right. Well, second podcast in the books. Let us know what you guys think. We're so grateful for this opportunity and everyone supporting us. And 
We will be back next week and we're going to be talking about food and budgeting yes. and menus and kind like of meal planning meal planning and everything like that which will be really fun and hands-on a little bit just so you guys can kind of see at least what's worked for me because i felt like i've come oh, up with she's a, got it and i'm horrible at it <laughs> well i just come up with a really good system i'm gonna and tell I, you what not to do <laughs> so i think it'll be really great and we will see you guys next week bye